The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 286 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Athley, your host. Our topic today is Horses Help Canada and Wounded Warriors. We're talking about care for mental health conditions and the effects of trauma, injury, and disability, which affect children, youth, and adults. We're talking about care and support additional to medical and social services. We're not comparing those two. We're just seeing what we're talking about as something that's complementary and additional to medical services. Now, here's the type of care we're talking about. Care organized through community or philanthropic initiatives focused on children, adults, adolescents, and also for the family caregivers which may rely on young people with family caregiving experience with family members with disabilities. It may rely on young people who themselves live with disabilities. And it may rely on initiatives in which individuals who recognize needs in their communities then create community-based services to help meet these needs. We're talking about care organized by local groups to produce, provide, care services to family caregivers who themselves may need care in combating the physical, psychological, and financial exhaustion associated with family caregiving. We're talking about care organized by faith communities, which integrate spirituality with support for families and family caregivers. We're talking about care organized through community or philanthropic initiatives that emphasize group efforts in which individuals can benefit from the special mutual understanding that humans establish with animals, animals like dogs, such as therapy and service dogs, and horses, which have remarkable abilities as care animals. Which is why our topic today, Horses Help Canada and Wounded Warriors, is so interesting and so important. To discuss it, our guests are Jane Saundercook and Phil Ralph. Now, Jane graduated in political science from McMaster University, um, Canada. She's the founder and president of Horses Help Canada, a non-profit organization providing horsemanship on the ground workshops for youth living with autism. The youth living with Asperger's syndrome and attention deficit disorders or who have experienced trauma. 
Horses Help Canada is partnering, partnering with Wounded Warriors Canada to provide the therapeutic benefits of working with horses for veterans and their families who are healing from conditions such as post-traumatic stress disorder, trauma, and who are learning strategies and skills to readjust their lives. Phil Ralph is National Program Director of Wounded Warriors Canada. Since his founding in 2006, he served in various capacities, including chair for two years. He serves the Canadian Forces as the regimental chaplain to 32 Combat Engineer Regiments in Toronto, Ontario, and in his civilian capacity, he serves a busy suburban congregation as the senior pastor of Ajax Baptist Church. He holds a Bachelor of Theology degree from Ontario Bible College and a Master of Divinity degree from Ontario Theological Seminary. So, welcome to the show, Jane and Phil. Thank you. Right, now, starting with you, Jane, please tell us more about your life, your career, and your experience with family caregiving. Jane? Um, my history is, is quite uh, interesting in that I was raised by a mother. Um, my father was, was killed in an accident. Um, I was 10 at the time, and she raised nine children on her own, and one of my brothers was physically disabled. Uh, the dynamics of living in that environment was quite interesting. Um, my career proceeded to, I became a paralegal, and I dealt specifically with head injuries. Um, my story is about living with my youngest child who was eventually diagnosed with Asperger's, which is a form of autism on the spectrum. Now, th thanks, Jane. We're going to come back to many of the things you've um, really referred to. But let me now ask Phil, please tell us more about your life, your career, and your own experience with family caregiving. Phil? Well, as uh, the the bio that you uh, condensed and read out uh, so wonderfully, Gordon uh, mentioned. Uh, I've I've been involved in uh, church parish ministry and and the number of uh, other charities in the community um, for a number of years, and so I've been involved in that for over three decades. And you know, in the normal life of a church pastor, you have many people coming to you with uh, various backgrounds for advice and counsel, etc. And then coupled with that, for just over a 25, about 25 years, I've uh, been the regimental chaplain of a uh, Army Reserve regiment in uh, here in Canada, and uh, and having soldiers and veterans come to me for for advice as well. And of course, with Canada's involvement in the last 10 years um, in the conflict in Afghanistan and previous to that in Bosnia, um, have many soldiers that that are coming and uh, exhibiting. Issues related to deployments, etc. So a lot of my counseling has, has, has been in, in that area as well. So uh, that's a bit of background. Uh, it's hard to get fifty all that all that experience in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You've done very well. Now, Jane, back to you. Please tell us about your work with Horses Help Canada, Jane. Well, again, it's actually a, an ironic story because I don't have uh, a horse background. What I do have is that I was a mother of a child that was struggling with the, um, 
the conflict of living with uh, Asperger's. And it took approximately 10 years to have him properly diagnosed. And literally what happened was by the age of 12, I had run out of options. My um, son had become truant. He didn't fit into the curriculum. And there wasn't a lot of knowledge within the school system on how to deal with kids that didn't fit the mold. Um, I'm a mother of three boys, and there was a, you know, a tremendous amount of challenges associated with um, you know, being a mom, a single mom, and dealing with uh, the level of frustration that uh, my one son was dealing with. Um, basically, my story is I brought him to a ranch one day, and the transition was almost instantaneous when I saw a child who went from aggressive behavior to uh, a child that was okay in his own right, and he excelled, and he was happy. So the ultimately what happened was I had a child that was in a very desperate situation, and I came upon a situation where uh, I, I brought him to nature, and he started to work with horses, and I decided that I needed to investigate why this was such a wonderful situation, which was the beginning of Horses Help Canada. Jane, that's great, and we're going to talk more about that um, in the next segment. Now, for Phil, please would you say, tell us say more about your work with Wounded Warriors and, and talk about the way in which it serves the warriors who are returning from their service overseas and also who have experienced things um, back home um, that have affected them. Phil? Yes. Uh, Wounded Warriors Canada uh, is founded as a direct result of uh, actually a bicycle-borne bomb that went off on September 18, 2006. That uh, incident in Afghanistan uh, killed four wonderful Canadian soldiers and uh, wounded a number of others, uh, three of whom were uh, Canadian military engineers, and one of whom that was most seriously wounded was, was a young man named Sapper Mike McTeague, who, uh, who was the most seriously wounded. Um, uh, as the regimental padre, I had to make... Uh, uh, notification of his, his uh, family, his father, uh, as to uh, Mike's wounds and that that his uh, condition was was grave. Um, and uh, following that, uh, uh, as Mike uh, was extracted out of the field and taken to a wonderful uh, medical facility in Langstuhl, Germany, that the U.S. military uh, runs there and cared for, um, it, it was a question as to whether Mike would uh, survive his wounds. And so his father and his brother, along with myself and the assisting officer, uh, went to Germany and we saw the wonderful care that was there. And uh, as we did, we we saw that there were some um, gaps in service, uh, particularly for comfort items, etc. And as a direct result of that, uh, Wounded Warriors of Canada was founded um, through the the inspiration of of, of Wayne, who was the assisting officer, and myself, and we um, so we saw that, uh, uh, and uh, he said, you know, we ought to be able to do better, and uh, so it it really started as a an impulse to help uh, soldiers in their recovery by the provision of comfort items and a little bit of home, and then uh, after that uh, bit was uh, accomplished, we started to look around and say, well. As these things progress sometimes, well, what about this and what about that? And 
through the years, a uh, number of physical needs, et cetera, were met on recovery. And then fast forward to today, um, Wounded Warriors Canada is uh, Canada's pre- preeminent independent charity uh, funding uh, a whole slate of programs. Um, and this year, uh, we fund uh, $1.1 million worth of programs um, across the country. Um, and our particular focus because we see this as the greatest need now and, and for many years to come into the future, is focusing on uh, mental health issues with operational stress injuries in general and uh, post-traumatic stress disorder in particular. And so uh, that's what our programs are designed to uh, deliver. And uh, we have a wonderful group of, uh, of uh, business partners that support us and individual Canadians that uh, have taken us to heart and, and care about the the wonderful uh, men and women and veterans that we serve and their families. And uh, we seek to serve with, to fill gaps. And uh, uh, our equine therapy program is uh, one program that we are very proud of. Um, and it uh, actually this year uh, will receive the largest amount of our funding uh, going forward. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Jane. Uh, we've reached the point where uh, we have to pay our rent by taking a short break, so we'll do that now. But we're coming back to all of these topics and all of these, um, I think, visions of service that you've both talked about. So, this is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guests are Jane Saunder-Cook and Phil Ralph. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We're coming back. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Jane Saundercook and Phil Ralph. Our topic is Horses Help Canada and Wounded Warriors. Now, both of you, let's talk about the types of mental health challenges that people and their families experience. And these are the challenges for which horses can help. 
So first of all, Jane, please tell us about the types of mental health challenges experienced by children and adolescents for which horses can help. And you'd already told us about your son and autism, Asperger's. Please, please begin there and talk about the mental health challenges where horses become important. Jane? Well, I, in this journey, I've discovered that um, it's not an easy procedure to have your child diagnosed when they just don't fit into the uh, regular system. And um, I believe that, you know, there's, there's children that have diagnoses like such as Asperger's, autism, OCD, um, you know, behavioral issues. And the issue that, um, that I've come across is that the system only has room for youth that fit the criteria in the school system. And unfortunately, with the new regulations, there's zero tolerance and there is... Um, almost a judgmental type of system where if kids uh, have behaviors, then they're, they're not allowed into the system. And so many, many of the kids that we've dealt with in uh, the school system are kids that have had to be medicated in order to fit the system and not be disruptive. So the mental health challenges that we've experienced are, are kids basically that just need an opportunity to discover who they are a self-awareness of what their behaviors are doing, what safe boundaries are, and what their triggers are that, that escalate certain type of behaviors. Jane, thanks for that. We'll come back to several of those points. Meanwhile, let me ask Phil this. Please tell us more about the types of mental health challenges experienced by military personnel. You'd already mentioned post-traumatic stress disorder. Please talk about that and other things that you've experienced. Phil? Well, in the Canadian Forces, that definition of uh, mental health challenges that veterans face when they come back, uh, we have a broad category that is uh, termed operational stress injury. And I really like that term because uh, that's really what it is. You, you, were, you were on an operation. There was a, uh, a situation that was faced that was uh, different, and uh, it really is like an injury. Um, you know, you've reacted to a very stressful, emotional, uh, sometimes a very difficult, maybe, maybe uh, you know, one of your uh, uh, section members has been wounded or killed. There's survival guilt, anxiety, and of course, in a, in a theater of operations and uh, extreme conflict uh, such as Afghanistan and uh, Bosnia before that and Somalia before that and places like Rwanda, um, you know, there 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 is a... Um, uh, a sense of, of uh, hypervigilance that you have to learn to survive, and then, then you transition back home. And, uh, and, and it's hard sometimes for some of these uh, veterans to find the off switch and things that, um, uh, noises that remind them and, and give them flashbacks and, and various other things. And then you couple that with a family that's waiting back home. Uh, they come back to that family. And the family knows that uh, their 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 husband, their wife, their father, their mother, um, their brother, their sister has somehow been changed, and they're different. And uh, they don't quite know how to communicate. And 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 the uh, the veteran, of course, in protecting the family, thinks that they won't understand. And uh, often they withdraw into themselves. And uh, 
you know, a pattern of uh, uh, depression or uh, isolation and various other things, and a whole range from from uh, from various anxieties and uh, and uh, depression to uh, um, a full case of uh, diagnosed post-traumatic stress disorder and, and all the gamut in between there. And um, often in a lot of the uh, uh, the medical treatments and traditional things that are that are that are offered, um, they're directed towards the veteran, um, and and sometimes the families are kind of left out as to to how do how do we fit and, and and what can we do and how do we understand and how do we help, um, and that's a lot of what our program is uh, is geared towards and uh, directed towards. Phil, just a quick additional question. Please give us the name, the the military name um, that um, links the service with the condition. Please give us that name again. Well, operational stress yes. injuries. Yeah, OSI, operational stress injuries. Yeah, good. Got it. Okay, we'll talk about those again. Yeah. Now, Jane, please tell us about the types of mental health challenges experienced by family caregivers. You, Jane of children and adolescents. Again, we're looking at those challenges for which horses can be helpful. Please tell us about them. Jane? Well, the, the family dynamics of living with someone with any mental health challenge is often chaos. Um, I believe I read that statistics are upwards to the amount of 80% of uh, marriage breakdown as a result of um, having uh, a child or an individual in the family that is suffering from a mental health disorder. And again, that can be, you know, any one of the diagnoses that I had previously said. Coupled with the fact that often there's a, a huge level of frustration and aggression and so you have um, the family energy always on high alert. The family needs assistance. And the, the challenges that the family have is that you, you spend the majority of your time focusing on some sort of therapy that will assist the individual that is experiencing the disability. However, the dynamics on the siblings and, you know, the whole family dynamics is often catastrophic, um, whether it's a single mom that's trying to maintain a job and, uh, and then come home and, and facilitate um, to, and accommodate the level of need that your child needs. Um, the challenges with the family is... is just beyond what you can imagine, and it takes a lot of work and a lot of advocacy on a, on a parent to maintain some sort of structure and maintain an, a family um, environment that is conducive to, you know, just some sort of stability. So it's the family caregivers that, I mean, ultimately our goal uh, in Horses Help Canada is to assist not only the individual that is suffering from whatever diagnosis that they have or undiagnosed individual, but to realize that the impact of these um, disabilities have on the whole family dynamics. And, and the family caregiver. Absolutely. Right. Now, Phil, please 
talk, tell us about the types of mental health challenges um, experienced by family caregivers when they're looking after a, a military person suffering from operational stress injury, that very effective term that the military use. What are the challenges that those generate for the family caregivers of military personnel? Phil? Well, as you can well imagine, I mean, one of the things that that, that makes uh, soldiers, uh, you know, the, the wonderful kind of individuals that uh, free societies respect is their willingness to, to step into harm's way and, and to come to the assistance of of individuals and their nation and people in need, and uh, so soldiers view themselves very much as uh, as those that uh, you know can fix things and can make things better. And uh, so you you have somebody that very um, you know uh, very confidently uh, you know is well trained and and well equipped to to uh, to, to handle the conflict that uh, of some very difficult situations that they go into. And so they leave and, and they deploy and uh, they, they go as a cohesive group. And then the things that happen overseas, whether they're through uh, uh, you know, the loss of a friend or, or other things that happen while they're over there, they, they come back. And, and then the family ha- has been carrying on, meanwhile, at home, um, trying to, to do things basically while that uh, individual's been away for six to nine months. And then that individual comes back, uh, but they're not the same. And uh, it, it, it's a it, it's a hard dynamic between either the spouse or or the primary the the most uh, the closest person to that individual to to reestablish a relationship and a communication. And uh, when the spouse, if we're talking about that kind of relationship, uh, looks at uh, their 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 husband or their wife that's come back from a deployment, and, and they see them struggling, they they struggle to and, and it creates a lot of conflict. And uh, what Jane said about uh, family breakups in in, uh, in the civilian sector is is, is reflected as, as well in what happens to family breakdown because of operational stress injuries and uh, and post traumatic stress in the military and veteran community as well. Um, you know, there's a there's a want to to help, uh, but there's uh, also a, a want to protect the family and uh, and conflict, and so it's a it's a it's a difficult struggle in. And um, and uh, there's a lot of uh, miscommunication, and that's the wonderful thing about the, the program that, that that we'll be talking about as we go. You know, it, it's about communication and healing and rebuilding some of those bridges. Right. Now, Jane, back to you quickly. There's an obvious parallelism um, in the way in which you've described the challenges for family caregivers looking after children and not perhaps getting um, the support. Um, that they need the family caregivers because the child doesn't fit into the kind of category that support is provided for. And then, Phil, you've also made the point that the the individual with the operational stress injury comes back home to the family a changed person. There's a parallelism there, I see, with what Jane was talking about. So, Jane, first of all, do you see the parallelism? Well, absolutely. Um, it's it's the stigma that comes with mental health issues. And in my opinion, mental health is not prejudice to anyone. It affects doctors, lawyers, educators, educators, veterans, first responders, brain-injured individuals, 
autism, Asperger's. It, I mean, the list is endless. Right. You now, don't know mental health. Carry on. Mental health is, is, is simply you just don't fit, and you don't get why you don't fit. And that is why uh, we parallel with um, post-traumatic stress or operational um, disorder in that you just know that you don't fit in a system, and it's invisible, which is what, what, what is the, the most difficult portion of, of, of this whole system. My history, when I told you at the beginning of the interview, I lived with a, with a brother that was physically disabled. And ironically, uh, you know, 40 years ago, uh, my family of nine decided to take my brother to a movie theater, and they uh, shunned us because he had a wheelchair and because he had spasmodic movements and he was disrupting the red, you know, the normal clientele that was there. And they were politely asking us to leave. And fortunately for me, I have a very strong family. And um, it was, I'm proud to say that, the, you know, we've recognized that there's physical disabilities, but mental health has to get on board. We're drastically underserviced when it comes to the reality that even though this disorder is invisible, we have to acknowledge that it's real, whether it's a youth or whether it's a veteran. Because we physically appear okay, it doesn't mean things are okay. Right, got it. Now, we've come to the end of this particular segment, but I just want to say to Phil that I think that you, you would have agreed that there is a parallelism, there are some differences, yeah. but the challenges are certainly typical of each other. They resonate. Yeah. Now, we're going to take the break now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Jane Saunder-Cook and Phil Ralph. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are a parent who is dealing with a child who has issues related to a congenital heart defect, be sure to tune in every week to Heart to Heart with Anna. Anna Jaworski, who serves as your host, has a child who was born with a complex congenital heart defect, and she and her guests will help you discover resources and receive encouragement as you learn how to become an informed advocate in the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna is heard live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. You read about it in health news every day. Cancer rates are going up. Obesity in the U.S. is on the rise. Heart disease and diabetes are top killers every year. We can follow the advice of our doctor, but cravings persist. Weight goes up and energy is still down. It doesn't have to be like this. Tune in for Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. You'll learn how you can work with your body to feel better and look better, too. Body Balance Talk airs live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. 
If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Jane Saunder-Cook and Phil Ralph. Our topic is Horses Help Canada and Wounded Warriors. Now, both of you, please, I want to talk about the ways in which horses do help with mental health challenges and with also the family and family caregivers. So, Jane, first of all, tell us about the ways in which horses help with the mental health challenges challenges experienced by children, particularly drawing on your own experience with your son. Jane? Well, first of all, I'd like to express that this therapy is complementary. We don't try to um, replace traditional type of therapies. But it doesn't, it's quite uh, easy for, um, I, I was given an analogy once by the owner of the the facility where we did the programs, and he said, you know, Jane, it's very simple. You have individuals that just don't want to engage in talk therapy, Uh, and when they do, often there's a picture on the wall of nature and horses and, you know, the sky and everything else, and he said, you know, it's very easy. Why don't we just bring them here? And nature and horses are it's easy and it's brilliant. Horses are non-judgmental. Horses, I mean, animal treatment programs are becoming wildly, widely recognized. Um, it's an opportunity for people to just silence the rest of the world, an opportunity for them to put away, for the youth in particular, the cell phones, and for them to actually engage in nature. Now, you have a horse that is non-verbal, where they are non-judgmental. They are, they mirror behaviors. The horse ultimately is the teacher. And basically what they do is they create an awareness with the youth in particular. And I know that Camp Praxis does a similar type of program where you recognize safe boundaries. You recognize behaviors and you're able to carry that learning onto day-to-day behaviors. Right. Now, I'm going to stop you there because I want to go to Phil to, to expand on what you've, been just, you've just been saying, but in the context of the, the mental health, um, the operational stress injury challenges of military personnel. Phil, horses, how do they help? Well, horses are a thousand-pound reminder of how you're really feeling. I mean, I think sometimes it's, it, I mean, it, that sounds really simple, but in, in many ways, it's that. I mean, the, the wonderful thing about horses is they are sensitive to who's around them, who they can trust, and who will lead. If the horse doesn't trust you, um, you know, it can run over top of you. We can talk to each other, and, you know, you can talk to, to a veteran, and uh, they have trouble uh, saying how they're feeling, or they'll they'll tell you they're fine, et cetera. And, you know, you, you can fool people, um, but it's pretty hard to fool a horse. Um you know, if an individual thinks they're being nice and calm, but they're not, um, the the horse can show that you know the, they'll sense that your your body posture is aggressive, and uh, so the horse uh, really helps 
the veteran and their spouse create a safe place to communicate and rebuild trust. And, you know, as they begin to, to communicate, and uh, uh, first the veteran and the horse, and then the veteran, the spouse, and the horse, uh, the horse is, is really there, as Jane said, as a reflector, but it's, a, it's really just a, a means to, to, you know, getting in touch with what's really going on. And um, so, uh, you know, they, they, if, if the horse doesn't trust you, it, it, it's going to tell you. It, it can, uh, you know, but if it trusts you, it'll follow you, and uh, and uh, the, you know, so it's, and we know that you know this program has has done some wonderful things. Uh, uh, husbands and wives that can barely communicate. Uh, we've had letters from them uh, uh, saying, you know, you you didn't only so save a veteran's life who was spiraling in, but uh, you saved the family. And uh, I mean, those 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 testimonials. Um, I mean, we met uh, individuals. Uh, the, the the genius of, of the program that uh, that we offer is that uh, we offer it through a, through a, a, a program called Kent's Praxis Out West that uh, has a military veteran and a psychologist as the two lead facilitators with the horses. And uh, and then when we meet, met Jane and and her team, we knew that they were absolutely the right kind of people and the right kind of site to deliver this program and, and bring our program so that we could have it um, coast to coast to coast without having to have uh, veterans uh, fly long distances across our great big country, uh, but rather could uh, could have it in their own backyard and uh, in a place where they, they could relate to these horses. Right. And now, to Jay. Yeah. Yep. To Jane, please tell us about the ways in which horses help family caregivers. Jane? Well, ultimately, my goal, I mean, Horses Help Canada is still at the grassroots level, but I see a need to um, develop a program that incorporates the, the entirety of the family because often what happens is, uh, again, I, 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 I touched on it earlier, but when you're consumed with an individual that has uh, mental health issues, it, 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 it takes over your life. And unfortunately, the siblings and, um, you know, your partner or whatever, it, it, everything gets pushed aside. So I think that on a step-by-step basis, if you, if you develop an awareness with the individual that's going through crisis and mental health issues, and you incorporate a program, ultimately Horses Help Canada would like to establish a whole family wellness program. And like CanPraxis, we'd like to develop different phases where you deal with the individual that's going through crisis for whatever reason. Then you bring it to uh, a phase two where you bring the family, and the family is allowed to be involved with nature and, and horses and ha- animals and the the ranch environment, um, and then you allow the whole family to heal on a gradual basis. And again, it's complementary. Um, it's like family talk therapy. But again, we're going back to many people with mental health issues won't go to talk therapy because of the stigma and because of the silence and because of the lack of awareness. And if we make it an event where you're in nature and you're sitting on horseback and Padre is is a perfect example where we got him on a horse. Uh, it's it, it's nature. It's it's it, it works. It's not. It's these magnificent creatures that are nonverbal, non judgmental, and it allows you to become who you really think you you are. 
Perfect. Phil, please tell us more about the ways in which horses help family caregivers who are caring for members of their family with operational stress injury. Phil? I mean, the wonderful thing about horses and the program, of course, is, uh, you know, obviously um, you can't take a horse home with you. Uh, What you can take (laughs) home is the skills and the communications and the emotions and the things that you've learned while you've been there. And as Jane kind of um, introduced, uh, uh, our CAN Praxis program um, that is delivered is, is divided in, you know, it's a three-phase program. The, the veteran comes uh, the first day um, very nervous, trying to figure out what's going on, does some groundwork with the horse, has some classroom time where they try to figure out what they've done, and they're there with other veterans, so they feel people that have are going through similar challenges. Uh, and then on the second day, the, the, the spouse, the partner, or the family member comes and, and works with them. So they, they begin to communicate, reestablish that relationship that's, that, that's been broken and shattered, and, and they learn to talk to each other again and framework. And that, that, that's the thing that they bring home from that first phase. And then later on, the, the veterans you know, come back and, and in the second phase and they'll learn to walk. Because in the first phase, you don't ride a horse. You just walk around with it and, 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 and it kind of subtly or not so subtly reminds you of how you're feeling and you talk about what you've learned and, and you can take those things home and work on them. And then you come back for a second phase um, for veterans and, and, and think, of, think of just the relief of that caregiver when a wall is broken and they can now communicate um, with a, you know, instead of uh, talking at each other, they're talking to each other. You That's know, fair. Instead, yeah. instead of fighting with each other, they're fighting for each other. You know, so yeah. it, it, it it transforms that relationship. And then in the second phase, they they work with horses and they care for them and ride, and they start start to start to go. And then uh, if they progress and and they're really coming along, the third phase is they they go out on a riding expedition and learn to to confirm all those skills and lessons that they've learned in the previous ones. And and the ca- caregivers get back a a, a, a an individual. Um, that, uh, that, you know, that, that is more like the person they remember, the, the person full of life and hope and, and uh, you know, and able to communicate. And uh, so, so that's, that's where, where we're going, and that's the goal. Very successful. Now, we're going to take the break. Um, this is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guests are Jane Saundercook and Phil Ralph. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine, navigating the cancer maze with host Grace Goller. We'll help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Why do people behave the way they do? 
The study of human behavior is one of the most interesting facets of life. Human behavior gets played out in a limitless number of ways. Now, there's a radio program that explains the why and the how of what we do. Human Behavior, What a Trip is hosted by Dr. Jonathan Brower and will include interesting guests as well as call interaction from people like you. Let's have fun with this together. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite. I'm Jane Saunder-Cook and Phil Ralph. Our topic is Horses Help Canada and Wounded Warriors. Now let's talk about, both of you, what more you would like to do and see done to bring more help from horses to persons with mental health challenges, the types of challenges you've been talking about. Jane, first of all, what more would you like to do and see done? Jane? Well, ultimately, um, from a selfish perspective, I would like... Um, um, to develop a, a, a better awareness of kids, youth in particular, um, that don't fit into the school system. Um, my own personal experience was 10 years of, it was extremely challenging to um, obtain and um, put in place accommodations for for an individual that just didn't fit within the new curriculum curriculum system. Um, I remember Janet Eckert came up with this new curriculum system years ago when I sat on the school council and I thought, without even knowing that I had, you know, was going to experience someone that didn't fit, I thought, well, what about the ones that don't fit? And they're the ones that are going to fall through the cracks. What I'd like to do and what, what my goal is to stop letting these kids fall through the cracks. Right. Phil, what would you like to do and see done to bring more help from horses? Well, obviously, I mean, uh, there's been a lot of uh, uh, publicity in Canada recently. Uh, we've had a, a very public uh, um, display of, uh, and, and knowledge of uh, a number of uh, Canadian veterans that have uh, sadly uh, decided to, to end their lives. And uh, my hope is that uh, we, you know, we will develop and people will, will develop a sense where uh, mental health will, will lose some of its power over people and its stigma and people will, will uh, speak out and ask for help and people who see people struggling will come alongside them. Um, as far as our horses, pro, uh, you know, our can praxis and, uh, and Horses Help Canada and our equine therapy program across Canada, um, our long-term goal as a charity is to see um, now that we've had a, you know, the center of excellence, if you will, in the Rocky Mountain House in Alberta, and uh, the launching of the first uh, Can Praxis program at, with help, uh, Horses Help Canada, uh, slated for this spring, uh, to have a third location on the east coast of Canada, so veterans don't have to travel very far, because that's also a challenge when you have mental health issues. Uh, 
I don't like standing in line at an airport, never mind if you're having uh, other challenges. And uh, so remove barriers to get people to the help that they need, um, you know, help veterans and uh, get their families back together and, uh, and, uh, and, and talk about positive outcomes rather than some of the other things that we've uh, sadly had to deal with over the last couple of months. Right. Jane, what more would you like to do and see then to bring more help to family caregivers? Horse, horses help, I mean, of course. Jane? Well, again, I'd like to, we're having a gala in February to assist with the awareness. And what I'd like to to do is to collaborate with different organizations that, um, you know, break down the bureaucracy and allow different groups that assist families, like resources for children with exceptional needs. I'd like to be able to collaborate with all of them and incorporate that it's not just the individual that is suffering from the mental health issues, it's that the family dynamics are also affected and impacted um, quite negatively um, as a result of the experience of living with someone who has a mental health issue. Phil, what more would you like to do for the family caregivers of military personnel. Phil? Well, yeah, I mean, in addition to the, the fine work that we've been talking about with, uh, with horses and equine therapy, um, as a charity, we're um, about to announce uh, three uh, tribute to your service uh, events that will be happening across the country where we invite families in um, and just thank them and, and, and show them the appreciation. Sometimes it's, it's just a sense that um, they're they're valued, they're appreciated, and they're cared for. And for some people, that's what they need. Um, uh, you know, and uh, and uh, just a sense of of, of 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 value and purpose and and hope. Um, there's there's no uh, discounting the, the the wonderful power that hope has for 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 families and for sufferers of, of mental health uh, issues and caregivers as well. Um, when there's hope and there's and there's uh, lines of communication opened up and uh, healing taking place, um, you know there, there's uh, uh, we can see some very wonderful results. Just let's talk a little bit more about the hope very briefly, Jane. What is the source of hope that you think that family caregivers need uh, when they're faced with the situations you've been talking about, Jane? Where's the source of hope? Well. Like I said previously in our message, I lived with a physically disabled brother. And I'm proud to say that, you know, our society has developed unbelievable accessibility laws. And we have deep compassion for, for people with physical disabilities. And, and I'm proud to say that the opportunities with people with phys- physical disabilities is is you know, there's there's tremendous opportunities, and I'm proud to say that my kids can go to school, and they and children with physical disabilities are not shunned or deemed as you know abnormal. It, it's they're they're part of society. My goal is, and my mission is to create the same awareness for those suffering with mental health issues. My goal is to stop the stigma 
and stop the silence and stop the individuals that believe that they have to hide and and you know feel like they that they don't fit um for right. for individuals that's that that need the assistance um i believe that programs like ours and campraxis would complement other therapies and will break the the silence of the mental health issues so that's another parallelism isn't it between the military um caring for family care Givers and Jane, the caring for family caregivers, looking after children and, and family members, and that's very powerful. And the idea that um, programs such as um, camp practices, such as caring delivered or facilitated by horses and rural things and living things, is a very powerful one for the whole of mental health care. Uh, not only, in my opinion, the, the ones that we've been talking about. Now, unfortunately, we've come to the end of this wonderful um, episode. So thank you to Jane and Phil for sharing with us your experience, your insights, your advice, and the stress that you've put on the way in which family caregivers should be recognized as well as the family members they're caring for. I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be Elder Caring by Family Caregivers. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. We'll talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being right.